Hey guys, welcome to the Sausage Fest podcast. In today's episode, <laughs> we got three guys and we're just going to be talking about sausages. Of course, we, we love talking about those breathwurst. We love talking about those Oktoberfest. We love those the spicy, ones with the cheese spicy in them. Italians. Oh, some shitty. So my goodness, we oh. could talk sausages all day, but we have someone that we brought on today to, to talk about the history of sausages, how we how we discovered, how we had the, the idea that the seed was planted. We have with us Jared Schneiders, um, <laughs> of course, from Schneider brand. Um, to, yeah, please go into it. And tell us a little bit about the history of sausages. Guys, I'm just so excited to be here on the uh, Sausage Fast podcast. It's always been a, a dream of mine ever since I started Schneider Sausages. I've just had such a passion uh, for for sausage and you know everybody just just on this podcast respecting sausage so much respecting the uh, the history of sausage um, yeah I don't know what really what else to say uh, this this isn't the, the luckily oh. luckily for all you guys and our guest and our guest luckily this is not because he wasn't prepped to talk about sausages he didn't know what to say <laughs> walk right into it. <laughs> but like, oh, okay. all jokes aside this is the photography brothers podcast where you can get your weekly dose of photography videography and idiot idiocracy along with everything that falls under that umbrella ella nice. we have a jam-packed show for you creative creatures today we'll be uh we'll be just talking to a, a buddy a buddy of ours here um having a creative conversation we'll, we're gonna reveal who that is in a second but first first we have jared schneider's playing us a song yes to get us, yes get us all hyped up. all right i got a song for everybody jared schneider here uh time to rock a song uh, and then uh, we'll we'll introduce ourselves properly, and we'll introduce our guest here. But I've got a a classic for everybody. Um, you guys are used to uh, Michael's songs, and you're used to my my songs. You probably knew what I was gonna do. I was gonna do like a rock song, right? I mean, everybody expects <laughs> that. It's gonna be difficult to uh, to top the song from last week, though. I don't know if I'll ever top that one. That actually. was that was the, really good. You killed it. The ride and dirty. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. All right. In true fashion, I didn't set up two mics, so I don't know. Hopefully, it's just not too loud. I'll just sing loud, and uh, should be good. Hopefully, my guitar is in tune, and hopefully, my guitar is. <laughs> it's on some next dropped tuning right now. Nah, we're good. Try to record the pod. My girlfriend was loud and I lost completely. She wanted to vacuum. Sometimes these noises can be so distracting. She asked me, said, are you recording? Said, I must be now because you're being so loud. She's looking for the blow dryer. Uh, said it was before, but it bears repeating now. Okay, that wasn't great, but I got this part. <laughs> All right, good enough. Whatever. My goodness, <laughs> Jared, really great, great job. Def I'm glad you were able to, to release some pent up anger there. It sounds like as well. <laughs> yeah, Michael's experienced that as well. I think uh, any of us with a, a podcast have experienced that when you're trying to record the pod and your girlfriend's being loud. So that one's for any of you podcasters out there who's uh, who's ever had a loud girlfriend. Uh, I'm of course your photographer. Jared Poirier, and we've got another great photographer over here. Which one? Uh, the bald one. I, I, the bald one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, balding. Balding. Okay. <laughs> uh, the balding photographer, Michael Costa. How you guys doing? Also, uh, find me on YouTube, Michael M. Costa Photography. But we have a, we have a guest with us today. We have a guest with us today. We're very excited to to intro him, Mr. Chris Aguilar. Hey, how's it right? going, everybody? Yeah, you got it right. Thank you. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Chris. Uh, thank you for putting up with all of that craziness at the top of the podcast. We just decided a long time ago that it's really, you know, we don't want to be one of those podcasts that introduce in a boring way, and we'd just rather be a train wreck than boring. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Give it character. Give it character. <laughs> 
But yeah, man, we want to uh, have you on here. I think you actually found us randomly on Instagram, which is really cool. It makes me feel uh, a little bit justified in the time that I've spent on Instagram in my life. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's nice. You know, sometimes you feel like you're uh, screaming into the void a bit, but then other times you reach uh, rad photographers like yourself. Um, got a chance to check out some of your work, man. And thank you for reaching out. Thank you for uh, offering to come on the show here and uh, share a little bit of career advice and photography. Yeah, no, for sure. Thank you guys for, for having me, right? I know usually I know podcasts are like, oh, if I didn't reach out to you, I didn't reach out to you. I'm like, okay, it's cool. Like, just putting putting it out there. So I'm glad you guys are oh, reciprocating. That's, that's what we're all about, man. We're about uh, building a uh, a network of photographers, kind of, yeah. you know, build, building that out and, and really learning from each other and stuff like that. Because, uh, you know, we know a couple of things. I mean, Michael shoots Sony, so I'll tell you about him. But anyways, we'll talk we'll talk about that later. But Actually, so, I think uh, we have different representation across the board here. Because, Chris, do you shoot Nikon? <laughs> He's a Nikon, Nikon baby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my right. God. Yeah, I'm going to have to refrain from my typical Nikon banter Yeah, you won't uh, be just able for to this episode. Nikon today, Everybody man. does it. I was on In the Frame. And they, they, they knew I used Nikon, and they prepared. Obviously, I was like, hey, so what do you shoot again? And as soon as I answer, they're like, ah, Nikon. Like, okay. Oh, Set me up. That's okay, let's, let's go. No, yeah. we, ex- we accept everybody here. We accept Nikon. Uh, but we're not we're not here to talk about <laughs> Nikon versus Sony versus whatever. You know, that could be an interesting episode. But we're not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, Canon's right. pretty whatever. You're right. Sorry. Go yeah, ahead. we don't even have to bring them up in the conversation, really. You know, like, why, mm-hmm. why would you? Um, yeah. Well, now you got me dissing Canon, you asshole. <laughs> I'm slowly slowly he's medium, switching over chris do you I see it you, do you feel it i want you guys to know that I'm switch i'm not gonna buy a sony unless i get a really good deal anyways uh yeah we're, we're not gonna talk about sony and we're not talking about nikon we're talking about negotiating with clients today which uh you know was actually chris's idea and i think it's a sick idea um actually fits in really well we've been kind of going back and forth between like really career oriented like you know talking about the business the money of photography and then talking about something creative last week we did like photo editing more of a creative one so i'm happy to get into uh business a little bit here probably our last episode of the year as well i guess i don't know unless michael's gonna make me record one when i'm in in uh timmins for christmas but just don't timmins episode (laughs) yeah i could i don't know i'd do it but I'm going to no, be busy. No, no. I'll be busy watching. Uh, they got Disney Plus subscription there, so I'll be busy watching Disney Plus. <laughs> Avoiding all the main popular stuff that's on there and going to all the weird main, uh, like yeah, non-mainstream stuff. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch the uh, Beatles documentary, actually. that's the. Of course, that's where you were going. But yeah, let's talk about uh, <laughs> let's talk about negotiating with clients here. Um, I've got a few. I just went through and took a, a few notes. Um, yeah, maybe we'll talk about kind of what what we're even what we mean when we're talking about uh, negotiating with clients in photography. Maybe that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Who are the uh, Who are these clients that we're talking about? Right? Maybe that's a, mm-hmm. that's the beginning point. Yeah. So, who do you guys work for? Is it the CIA? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so do I jump in and explain my clients? Sorry, jump I'm, in there and explain your clients. Let's man. jump right in the jump right in two, there. Two feet in. Um, two feet in. No, I mean it could vary, right? Like um, all the work you see on my Instagram, right, is more like models and editorial and kind of fashion stuff. Yeah. But behind the scenes of that, like I'm shooting stuff for you know startups. I need company headshots. Um, oh, cool. It might be someone that's like, hey, I opened up like a restaurant. Can you shoot some like food photos? I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do that too. Like, you know, like it's not just the fashion stuff. That's just kind of what I put out there. Um, but with that said, right, the way I'm probably going to um, negotiate and offer someone that needs maternity photos or wedding photos is not the same as someone that's like an aspiring model who's like, hey, I'm just trying to build my portfolio. I don't have any money. Like, how can we make this work? Right. And so you got to learn kind of who you're talking to, what kind of relationship you're building and then kind of adapt with that. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, Michael and I have done a little bit of that type of stuff as well. Kind of uh, headshot stuff, uh, portrait photography, um, lifestyle stuff. Uh, Really, no matter like no matter what I think uh, type of photography that you do, maybe you try to avoid it, but you're going to end up having to negotiate with people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Once the the money gets involved, you got to learn to talk it. Yeah, and that is the biggest thing is uh, is the money, right? Like that the that's kind of ends up being the the topic of negotiation a lot of the time. Um, you know, that's not necessarily the most important thing, but in a way, it is because you can't really like deliver good work that you're proud of uh, without the without the money as well, right? So yeah, and in my time as a photographer, um, I've done a, a lot of negotiation. Um, you know, there's that up top negotiation, like when you first meet the client. 
uh yeah but don't think that it's over after that right like there's, <laughs> there's yeah. co- constantly um a little bit of give and take right and i think that like kind of as i was thinking about you know this episode and having you on chris and kind of wanting to like deliver uh something of uh of value you know kind of uh some type, I wouldn't want to say it's an epiphany or something like that, but what I really like kind of realized just thinking about this and thinking about like my own strategies in negotiation is like, it's not always about like getting that money. It's more about like establishing the relationship, right? Like establishing a good relationship with the client. Do you guys kind of agree with that? hundred percent. Yeah. I think the goal is always to come back, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you go for that first shoot, you're probably like the most positive vocal guy that you're going to be throughout that whole, the whole relationship because you're trying to establish that grounds. Right. Um, yeah. And for sure, I think that's, it's, it's more about that. Like you said, just establishing that connection at first. So that way you can kind of set up for that down the line. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I agree to that. I mean, like when, so prior to like photography, I was working like for business development for a startup. Um, and so my day-to-day is talking money and negotiating with people. Um, and a lot of ways it was framed to me or taught to me is like, you got to think of it like you're dating somebody. Like first you start yeah. off, everything's all nice. But then as you get into a relationship three, six months down the line, people start to change, right? And you or never know. And like, serious, yeah. Yeah, well, and it could be a thing where like, I mean, there are points where you could like, you literally have a signed contract saying, this is what I would deliver. This is what you will pay me. And some people will be like, no, I'm not going to pay that anymore. I want it for free. Or I know I paid for that, but I want more. And I want it for free. And like, you got to learn to just like, you know, you're building a relationship. You also got to learn to set boundaries and learn, okay, let me you know adapt with this boundary. Let me move mm-hmm. this one aside a little bit just for yeah. now and test the waters. So or I, like hard. No, I can't do that. Like, so I then, did a, I did a parody song making fun of my girlfriend on a podcast. So is this, <laughs> should, I expand, oh. <laughs> like, should I, should I expand that into, you know, make fun of my clients in a parody song? No, I'm just kidding. No, I totally agree though. Thinking, <laughs> thinking about it from that, um, that mindset of, uh, of a relationship and like, rather than like so many people, I guess, have this big misconception about business where like you're Mr. Tough guy and you come in and you're like, uh, you know, I'm going to impose like what I want on other people. I have to be like the alpha, like whatever, since this is the sausage fest podcast, you know, the alpha, you know? <laughs> yeah, in that situation. And it's, it's really, I've learned like the more that I've done this, it's not about that. It's like, you go, you should go into it. You should expect to compromise. Um, you should expect to, you know, and expect compromise on both sides. Right. And right. overall that you like align on something that's in, you know, both of your interests, as you guys were saying, like as photographers, you definitely, um, you want to be able to get that repeat business, right? Like that's the the best clients mm-hmm. I've ever had in my life have, uh, have been the ones that, uh, that keep coming back. Uh, another big part of it, I think too, is like researching your clients a lot. Right. Um, which I guess is maybe something that you do when you're thinking about dating somebody. <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah. Not exactly. You do for sure. Yeah. Check yeah. them out on Facebook, you know, check those pics, check those ex-boyfriends. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, like understanding your clients, um, understanding like, where they're coming from, um, like their background, I think a lot, you can find them on LinkedIn or whatever, just like go look at other, other places that they've worked, uh, other things that they've done. It, it is really helpful. Like if you can find, you know, a common interest, like maybe, you know, maybe they're really into music or, or maybe they're into comedy or something like some, some interest again, like mm-hmm. just like relationship building, right. Where, um, you know, where there's some, kind of common ground there and also understand like uh their business and like where they're going what are their goals right like if it is if it is a model you know where does that person want to go with their career or if it is an agency like what type of work are they looking for you know what if it is a business like what are their plans for the next year you can even kind of you know what even on linkedin even on facebook whatever you can find some of that information is that something that you guys tend to do like do you when you're thinking about pitching a new client or whatever do you research them a lot or you kind of just go in guns a blazing like i did on that terrible cover earlier <laughs> yeah i mean it's definitely like a conversation to be had so like for example um i, th- I think this ties in well like when it comes to negotiating a lot of time people are like oh what are your rates yeah and the, the the go-to start is like oh what's your budget we're like what do you yeah it depends right which is a not a bad question to ask but you have to know why you're asking that right mm. because there are times where people don't they know what they want but th- they generally pricing is part of the car like that i have a budget where i don't have a budget where i don't know what i need a budget for um and so like at one um 
one client I just helped with recently where they're, they're starting their own startup, right? And they need company photos and like, okay, let's, let's talk, you know, um, what is company photos? What does that mean? Like mm-hmm. headshots, is that social media content? Is that, you know, a, a space and like, oh, we're, we're building our website and we need content for it. Like, okay, well that's, you're not, there's, broad, it's not gonna yeah. make sense to charge you, you know, 25, $35 per edit. Cause I know I'm doing a lot of skin touching. It's, oh, you need photos of behind the scenes. You need photos of the space. Like there's not, yep. there's a lot of coloring in that, but there's probably not a lot of Photoshop. So trying to scale 30, 40 photos at 24 hours a photo for a startup is not going to, it'll scale well for me if they paid for it, but maybe not for them, <laughs> right? Yeah, it it's, might be a bit yeah. of a shock, yeah. That's so interesting because I think one piece that really frustrates both sides of of the like both parties is that sometimes the client doesn't know what they want and then sometimes the photographer, and this happens a lot, especially earlier on as they start to decide that they want to start their own business, they don't know what they're worth. And so that mm-hmm. question often, or that response often you're, like does come up. Uh, the one that you said, Chris, the, okay, well, what is your budget? Right? Sometimes you said you have to know why you're asking it. And sometimes they're asking it because they just don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like struggle with like self-worth as far as like what their work is worth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Recently, I mean, I, that's something I struggled with a lot uh, for a long mm-hmm. time. And, and honestly, only recently through this pandemic have I have been able to kind of build on that and understand the worth of what, of what, of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just like, you got to get to a point where you take yourself seriously and you start to think about, okay, well, what is this worth to the customer? And to Jared's point, you know, doing a lot of research and understanding like what these, what this means for them, right? Oh, okay. Well, these are images that they can also use for a marketing campaign down the line that they can use for print collateral, that they can use for website work that they can use for, for an app, or maybe if that's what it was for, like it, there's so yeah. much, um, that you're giving them. And, and honestly, if they, it gets to a certain point when, you know, you don't know, and they're bringing down the price because you don't know, and you're kind of just waving around, and you get to this point where it's like, you know what, like at this price point, realistically, I wish I would just say back then, like, just get your friend to shoot it, <laughs> like get someone with an iPhone mm. to come by and take photos. Like, yeah. okay, well, but, you know, but I, I want like a professional to come in. Okay. Well, if you want a professional to come in then you pay them professional rates that, but that's, yeah. that clarity isn't there when you're, when you're early on. Right. Yeah. People don't like, sometimes people, like, sometimes people are having photographers, they don't know what they're well, they're, like there's times I've hired like, people like, oh, what are your rates? I'm like, oh, okay, for this specific thing you want, it's probably gonna cost like five hundred dollars. They're like, whoa, no. But if I told <laughs> all my photographer friends, like, you're charging five hundred for that, like, you should at least charge two thousand. Like, that's not they're not gonna say yes to that. But then that person's like, oh, my budget's only hundred bucks. I'm like, oh well. Uh, and then you talk like, oh, it turns out this is your first time trying to hire someone for a video or photos. Okay, well, yeah. what you're asking for is, I understand your vision. But if you go to any other videographer, they're going to not take you seriously, right? It's yeah. not that they don't know. Sometimes people are just lowballers, right? But sometimes people are like, yeah. oh, I, I generally don't know. Like, I just, I thought $100 was a lot of money. Like, I was freaking out over that. Like, oh, <laughs> no, welcome to, yeah, we're at the studio. Yeah, we're at the, like, there's nothing you got to worry about. And those costs stack yeah. up, right? You know? Yeah. You just got to educate people on that. Yeah, it's That's uh, funny, yeah. It's a really important thing to do. I think like, you know, we we're saying like try to understand uh, the client, like where they're at, where they're coming from, but also like um, something that I've realized as well is like, there are certain things that seem really obvious to me that like <laughs> they have no idea, like, and to, to, to keep it to like pure photography as well. Like I've definitely had people um, and, and uh, you're in the States, Chris. So a hundred bucks to you is a lot like a hundred bucks Canadian. That's like, that barely buys you a, a burger. Buy a couple loaves of Dempster's <laughs> bread, right? <laughs> right. So I've had definitely people be like, Oh, Jared, like, yeah, a hundred bucks for a photo shoot. And like, to explain it to them where it's like, Hey, I got to get all my gear. I have to like, you know, prep everything, uh, you know, charge up everything, bring that to where you are, be there for two hours shooting photos. Then I have to go home and like spend another, you know, two, three, four, five, whatever it is hours to like edit those photos. So yeah, it seems like it's two hours of work and you know, 50 bucks an hour seems fine. But like once you're willing to explain all those things to somebody, then it kind of clicks in their head where it's like, Oh yeah, that's actually a lot of work, especially with video, right? Like I do a lot of video and like, Mm -hmm. yeah, photography is a lot, but then, you know, you add like sound to that and then you add like, uh, the extra gear, the gimbals, and then like everything that you have to do in post, like, you know, syncing the audio and everything. It just like ends up being a lot, but yeah, things Mm -hmm. that seem like very 
obvious. The more that you explain that to the client, they can kind of understand where you're coming from. And then those prices, like, um, yeah, breaking down those prices, like they don't get so shocked when, when that price has been justified, that price has been broken down. They've been kind of prepped on that. Then when you do send them that bill for 500 bucks, they're not like, Oh, why? Like, why is this so expensive? Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, such a, like an awkward phase when, when you get to that point where you start to reevaluate your worth and then you, you're like, Oh, but I've been shooting with this person or, or this company for a while. And now for me to jump from like $200 for all this work, I want, I really want five like that. It's sometimes like that's part of negotiation and I'm sure that's going to come up, but like that's, that's, that's like an anxiety inducing situation. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, but like you said, Jared, kind of like setting that expectation really helps. So that way you don't have to do this massive jump in, in increase. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. most, the most that you can like prepare people as well. Like that's another great thing about uh, content, right? Like if someone does want to work with me or Michael um, and they kind of want to, you know, feel out our, uh, our work ethic or even you know our personality whatever like there's tons of videos out there like you can go uh on youtube you can see me at my best and my worst you know you'll really know <laughs> who i am as a person by, by like <laughs> listening to listening to this podcast kind of uh yeah like looking at my content looking at my website and and you know similarly for you guys like people can go in and find out stuff about you you know that it would take quite a few meetings and even maybe like trying to work with you and then being like oh it doesn't really that's you know, it doesn't really work. That's kind of part of the strategy as well. Right. Is like making a lot of content. I obviously know more about our stuff, Chris, but do you, do you do your own like uh content creation kind of stuff? Is that something that you, I know you have Instagram and whatnot, but like, do you, mm. have you ever tried like, uh, he's got the podcast. You have a podcast. Yeah. K digital's yeah. podcast. K digital's podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, before I started taking photos seriously, like content was like a thing. I, I, my, I guess my career started as like mainly doing internships and for fun, Okay. Uh, and it kind of, we, like, I've always worked in an agency setting, right? So if it was an internship for an ad agency or it's for a PR agency or an account manager for you know, uh, app advertising, where it's, it's always been something with clients, right? I've always kind of been in that, in that realm and being creative, like content wise, release, like working on like slide decks, it's always been something I've had my hands in. And now mm-hmm. it's more engines going a little faster because I'm doing it for photography. So I have like podcasts. Um, I create graphics for Instagram. I'm doing all my my photo stuff. Um, so I've I've kind of have my own strategies for how I want to market my brand through content. Nice man. I'd love to see you on YouTube, dude. You got the setup for it already. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I have like the so I actually started doing so I started like the podcast um, a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, but prior to that, I was doing like these homemade. Um, I would set it up so like if there's always being interviewed, so, like I'm sitting diagonal to the camera. I'm not looking at the camera. I'm talking. I'm okay. literally talking to the wall because I yeah, wanted to yeah, like, yeah. try that out. Yeah. Um, but then when I probably made like eight, ten videos, like cool. one, like how to network, um, you know, how to like get through stress, like just like little health how tos. Um, but when I look back at them, I'm like, oh, that's hella cringy. I don't want to watch this anymore. And I just deleted them. From YouTube. <laughs> oh no! Oh man! If I, I did that, everything yeah. cringy that I have, I'd delete it all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of the things where like you have to like I have videos I've saved like on my personal Dropbox for like yeah. yeah. I look back, I'm like why am I talking like that? Like, I don't talk that way. That's weird. <laughs> um, but, but those ones specifically, I think, uh, before I started, let me just save it and just hide it. I just like, oh, I'm just going to erase this from history. And, and so, yeah, that's funny. I think <laughs> so, everyone's got like a channel or, or like a, a <laughs> long chunk of videos that are privatized that were the beginnings, the humble beginnings. Right. Yeah. Oh, I just let everybody see all that stuff, man. I want them to see the whole mess. <laughs> then my newer videos will look better by comparison, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> That's the whole point. Hope. That's the whole I, uh, I I got to share a video, and maybe we'll put it in the description. But And I'm just, you know what? Screw it, because it was like, you know what? It, I'm still proud of it, because we were so proud of it when we made it. But me and a few friends used to make a bunch of little short films. Okay. It's called Diffuse. Not Oscar-nominated. Uh, but uh, definitely highly acclaimed by the kids in our school. Photo Bros we'll, uh, Awards. We'll link that we'll there. Photo Bros Photo Awards. Bros. Yeah. Actually, good idea, actually. Yeah, Photo Bros Awards. That'd be pretty cool. And if you guys actually get... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be legit. <laughs> Top uh, award show in the world. I mean, the rest of them are kind of going, you know, on the downward slope. So we might be able to uh, cut in there. Have you guys found that, like, actually doing content... Um, 
have you found it like has a, an impact on your business at all or is it more of like a for fun thing? 100. No, it, yeah. yeah, sorry, it's go helped. ahead. Um, yeah, no, it's it helped because a lot of times it's funny because so if you look at my Instagram, right? I try to really focus on like my own content. So like clients, I'll post client work, but I, I try to, I want to kind of keep it all within my brand. Um, so some stuff you see is like I've hired models, right? Like to, because I want to shoot a specific look I want to do because if I, all my content was based on what the client wants, I wouldn't have my my voice, right? Yeah, true, fair. Um, you want to show them what you want to make, right? Yeah, exactly. And then the reason I benefited is because I'll shoot what I want to shoot, and then people are like, hey, I really like the shot like that. Can you do something like that for me? And I was like, mm. oh, cool. Yes, because now I have marketing, so that's showing what I can do. But two, you want that look? I know exactly how to set that look up, and it's not going to take more than 10 minutes. Yeah. I'll be easy. <laughs> that's right? fair, man. Yeah. And so you, that helps create that process. Um but it's like the the podcast, right? Like I do. Um, the whole point of my podcast is just for me to learn from other artists. Like it's kind of it's not trying to scale anything. It's just like a fun hobby for me, if anything. But in doing that, I got clients from past guests. They're like, "Hey, I you interviewed me like six months ago. I have a I need a video done. Or hey, I need a photo shoot done. Can you do that?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, I can. Let's let's talk." You know? Yeah. Because I've been able a, to use that. It's a very nice thing to offer people as well, where it's like, you know, there's like someone who's kind of coming to your pipeline or whatever. I don't want to get into like too jargony business terms. Someone, <laughs> yeah, someone no who you became aware of as a potential client. Right. And uh, you're you're reaching out to them. Like how many times does someone get someone reaching out and being like, hey, want to give me your money? <laughs> like, yeah. A lot. Right. How many times does someone reach out and say like, hey, I've got this great podcast or I got this YouTube channel. Why don't you come on? We'll talk about what you do. You know, I've done a lot of interviews like that. And uh and mm -hmm. gotten business that way you know and pe keeping people uh thinking about you staying top of mind and stuff so yeah for you michael mm -hmm. I, I think you wanted to jump in there too right well i love everything that everyone's saying you guys are very smart people um <laughs> i was gonna say uh, gary v gets a lot of shit for for uh, and it, a lot of the memes and, and the the videos are making fun of how he always kind of responds with like content as the answer like it just make content are you making content right and it but like content does so much for you right like like chris talked about about putting out into the into the sphere like what you want to be doing it helps you to um attract new clients of course what it also does though and chris you just kind of referenced this too is it allows you to learn from others if you make it a communal thing right this this community that you build and 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 like that's kind of what we're doing right now like chris is now part of like our community and we're part of your community and we're yeah. we're, we're building and learning and i know now that i can go to you for questions maybe around you know business and stuff like that and that's great oh, i thought you were gonna say crash on his coats if you're ever in san diego i might who knows <laughs> if i really diego tick off time. alexa i might need a couch to sleep on Depends um, what songs we write. <laughs> but even, f I mean, the, the last point I just want to add there was just like on, on the point of growth. I mean, me and Jared, um, similarly to, to you, Chris, we've learned a lot from each other and we, we, all, we, we always say it, like we'll come on an episode and we'll tell each other. Um, but, but even just in the process of doing podcasting, it is such an audio intensive po uh, uh, format, even if it's video too. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is the highlight is is what everyone's paying attention to and so i've had to do a lot of work around how i articulate myself and what i'm saying because i want it to mm. come through like with intention i want it to be what i'm trying to say and early on i'd get really frustrated with myself and i don't know if i've talked about this too much but i'd listen back oh man what are we doing like i'm rambling it doesn't make yeah. sense right so but, but having that ability to to do that translates when i'm communicating with you know bosses at work when i'm communicating with clients and, and negotiating obviously being the topic of this of this podcast so yeah, yeah i mean content content is key for that's so many actually, reasons that's actually hitting so hard to me like um the fact <laughs> of uh like you were saying when you're rehearsed and you're used to talking about what you do and you're used to talking about your business and talking about like you know your passion um for your art right and then mm -hmm. when you do like get that call like the days that i've had like I swear to God, the days where I've like nailed sales calls and just been like so confident and so like not even 
an ounce of like fear in my voice or those days where like just finished shooting a video or like just finished podcasting client calls and I'm like, Oh, I'm so ready for this. Like, let me grab that. Right. But yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. get, getting like warmed up and kind of, and also like testing, um, the water for, for kind of different ways that you want to express yourself. Like, you know, I, I always get like reactions, especially we have guests on here, you know, I can try my material. Mm-hmm. It's usually not good. <laughs> and then the guests will kind of message yeah. me later and just be like, yeah, it's not funny. Try some new stuff. <laughs> you have a higher success rate than you give yourself credit. No, for. I know. I know. I know. I'm just being hard on myself because that song wasn't great. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. I, I don't. I'm, I'm hoping that she does not hear this song. <laughs> oh, she already heard it. I did. Uh, I oh, did she? It. I rehearsed it That's a couple so times. Funny. Yeah, I got. I, I wish I would. Ta- I should have taken a photo of her look that she gave me. I was like, because I was trying to figure out. I was like, uh, what a song for the pod. I was like, babe, come out. I got it. She walks out and I play it out. She goes like, oh fuck. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question? What's up? Okay, so Chris, I did hop on your YouTube channel. I want to consume a little bit of your content and get an idea of like, you know, what kind of things you like to talk about and stuff. Yeah. So I was watching a little bit of the Beam Me Up Scotty episode. Hey, Beam Me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that was really that was really good. She's cool. Um I thought there was one moment that I found very interesting and I wanted to bring it up because she mm-hmm. she was like, Yeah, I kinda do like a little bit of this, I do this. But she would keep saying like like I'm not, but I'm not a model because I don't get paid to do it. I'm not a streamer because I don't do it like as much as other people. And I guess that question that comes up for me is like, what, like what, it's kind of a question that, or an answer that a lot of photographers struggle with is mm-hmm. right. That, that question around, am I a photographer? Like I feel awkward saying I'm a photographer sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like that self doubt thing, I guess. And the mm-hmm. question I had for you guys is, like, what does it mean to be a photographer? What mm. does it mean? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, do you want to go first, Jared? You got it, buddy. You're the guest. Let's do it. <laughs> um, it's just the identity. You have to just identify with it. Like, I think that's what I've learned. Because so when I was probably like 19, 20, like a long time ago, um, there was a professional photographer like in around like the um, it's like the neighborhood. And I remember, like, me and my buddy, I was like, hey, so you're a professional. Like, you clearly have a studio and all. Like, how do you know when you're professional? He's like, when people start giving you money, that's pretty – that's the only thing that really matters, right? That's That makes you professional. Um, but, like, I have a – there's a guy I know, um, Pete Wynn in the area. And, like, he's really into it. But, like, it's also, like, a hobby for him, right? But I see something like, this guy is great, you know? But then I know other people that are like, oh – if you're not, you know, charging every single shoot, you're not professional. You're just a hobbyist. You're not a real photographer. It's like, so then who gets to decide who's a photographer and who's not, right? Yeah, but also, like, sorry, just to pause on that point there. Yeah. It's like, oh, so because I take on passion projects a lot, like, in that brings up the ratio that it, you know, or because like, that could also be a reason, too. It's like, yeah, I also like to go shoot, like, every couple yeah. nights. And, and do, you know, I don't need to get paid for it. I'm also a photographer because I, I, I like to creatively express myself that way yeah and like that's what a photographer like photography was a thing before instagram right and like everyone did it before iphone so like like it's it just (laughs) it's become so i feel it because of social media where like because instagram now everyone's a photographer but you couldn't iphones so now the like um the crowd are like okay so what defines a real photographer now right and it's like uh if you want to be a photographer you just gotta identify with it right and then if you want to yeah. make money that's that's being a business that's different you could be a, photographer being a professional without... photographer yeah you yeah. could be a hobbyist and you're still a photographer right yeah you're just not a business that, that's different yeah i don't i don't like that distinction <laughs> it <just> kind of bothers <laughs> me um I, like yeah if you're if you're passionate about photography like i would never try to tell someone oh you're not like I don't know. Even if you don't have a camera, like if you shoot on your phone, you can be a photographer. I don't know. Like you don't have to know everything. Like I, I, I wouldn't yeah. want to gatekeep it. Right. I would prefer that like people shoot on real cameras. And like when I do see someone getting into photography, you know, and I'm they're taking some cool photos on their phone or whatever, I will be like, hey, you ever think about like getting a real camera? <laughs> but, you know, yeah. at least at least a T5 or something and like learn what aperture means, you know, or whatever. But uh, yeah, like there's no reason to uh 
to kind of make that distinction just say because you don't get paid for every single shoot doesn't make you a photographer like like michael said i, I take on stuff just for fun just because i want to mm-hmm. do it and and sometimes later on that will become like a, a bigger thing right like maybe that's someone who like wants to get into modeling and they actually do and then you're shooting for them down the line or some kind of small project that you take on for fun i mean hell like all of this stuff guys honestly like me using cameras that just happened because i wanted to make youtube videos that's like that's it i was literally like i need to learn cameras and sound so i can make youtube videos just for fun like to do it right so like never kind of um never underestimate where you're gonna go with something like that right like just get started on it and if you do have uh you know some type of passion if it does like ignite you in some way i'd say like putting hours of effort into it you know it it might uh, confuse people around you um (laughs) that you're working so hard on it um but yeah i think uh there's there's really no telling where it's going to go after that right so yeah and um related maybe not related someone told me this recently it stuck with me where it's like um i think you were mentioned you're like oh if you want to hire if you want professional photos you're gonna hire a professional photographer right um or go have your friend shoot with their phone and someone was telling me like they run in situations where they would tell someone their prices and the person was like, Nope, I'm not doing that. And then yeah. they tried to do it themselves with their phone. Yeah. And in doing that, they realize, huh, this is hard. These aren't coming out the same way as yeah, what that person photos are. Maybe there's maybe I do need to take this seriously. It's like a real business. I have to hire a professional yeah. to to do that for me yeah yeah maybe it's not just the gear maybe it's the photographer's brain too and the the understanding of light might be just saying it's (laughs) it's so funny because i feel like we're we're so aware of this as photographers when we shoot a gig and then we see work come out like our content come out later and you're like what happened you try to shoot it yourself (laughs) and then you almost always get a call back (laughs) yeah i've had times where um I've sent people the final photos and then they'll post on their website or their Instagram or something. And it's blurry. It's been cropped weird. I'm like, oh. I'm like, how do you download the photos? Like, are you export? Like, I want to know. And he's like, Oh, I just screenshot it. I'm like, no, don't do your, your great quality. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah I That's the thing. People don't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing we got to educate people. Like, Oh, there's more of a process to this. Right. Yeah. We're like one client, I just sent their final photos. And like, Hey, we want to print these. Will these look good? Like, are these quality for printing? Like, yeah, but also like, oh, again, we're in this thing every single day. We know better. But a lot of people have never. What's the difference between a PNG and a JPEG? I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about pixels now. You know? Yeah, let's talk about uh, color codes. Let's talk about whatever. Yeah, sometimes it's better if yeah. you can, um, you know, have more control over that stuff. Like if someone, it doesn't come up with me a lot, but if someone like did want prints, I'd be like, I'll get those done for you, and I'll send them to you, right? Rather than have mm-hmm. like. Yeah, people kind of degrade your stuff. I, I do want to get a little bit back on the uh, the topic of like kind of uh, negotiating with clients and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There is like one other thing that I that uh, especially what Michael is saying kind of got got me thinking down down these lines as well is like how to enjoy it because like yeah like Michael is saying you know there's there's a lot of um, uh, fear and anxiety, anxiety and whatnot. Yeah, that <laughs> definitely goes into uh, to that like sales thing. You know, like you you do all that work you kind of put up that you know you put up that website you put up that web presence and someone's going to call you and you know you're going to talk about doing a gig and yeah like how do you actually learn to because I do enjoy it now um and and it took it took a while I used to get super nervous and sometimes I still do right but uh you know maybe you guys have some kind of ideas around that like how to actually learn to enjoy that process and uh, learn to like be present in it I guess Mm -hmm. yeah I mean yeah, there's a lot you can take that. Um, so, like, one thing I, I've, I've told people before is just you have to know, you have to have your pricing. Like, you have to know what that is, right? Because yes. you can say, yeah. oh, I'm a photographer. Yeah. Uh, I know some people charge 300 I know some people charge, like, 80 bucks. I know somebody with, like, 25 an hour. Um, so, instead of figuring that out and having to value figure out what your value is. That's going to stress opinion, you out in the moment, yeah. It's stress <laughs> you out. But if you go into it thinking, like, okay, well, what's your budget? And then I'll, whatever your budget is, yeah, that's, that's how much I charge. I like, have, a, or I have packages, right? Like going into it, having kind of pre-established packages. And then you, then you have something to stand by when they're like, oh, I want this. And you're like, okay, yeah. I have a package for that. And they're like, oh, well, yeah. you know, I need something cheaper. You're like, well, you okay, know, well, I'm, here's the trade-off, you know, here's, yeah. we could shave this off. Like, oh, but I want that. It's like, okay, well, you're going to have the, that, that costs an extra couple dollars, you know? Yeah, for or, sure. Or if you really want this, that's the specifics. If you want this certain concept though maybe you actually don't need 
what you think you need. I'll help you figure out something custom for you. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's in your budget, but there's trade off, but it's going to accomplish your goal. Like you got, that's comes back yeah. to actually, well, what's your budget? Cause if you, if I charge 500 an hour and your budget's hundred bucks, well, that's not going to work, but maybe you don't need the $500 package. Maybe you just need like two photos. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can figure something out there, right? I'll show up real quick. We'll take the shot. I'll give you right there at the 30 minutes and we move on easy hundred bucks. You got your photos. Like obviously it's just throwing out numbers. Right. But you have to learn to also like, okay, these are my packages. You don't fit in these tiers. Okay. Well, what do you need? Okay. Well, outside this package, I know I charge this much an hour. Okay. Right. Well, you need this many photos. Okay. Maybe I could puzzle piece together and give you that custom and and even deal. that you still have a lot more legitimacy like even if you do have to kind of lower the price then at least the mm-hmm. client is understanding like i am creating something special for you i'm going above and beyond to like create a yeah. relationship with you i want to mm-hmm. i want to work with you that bad that i'm willing to like you know what i mean it actually gives you the it gives you the respect right and and the view of like that you're actually an, an established like we we're saying professional uh photographer. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah packages are interesting they, they are like, there are pros and cons to it for sure. I, I think we've talked about a lot of those pros. Um, it, I think it, yeah, like there is like this sense of like, esta- like an established photographer knowing what, what he does and what he wants to do. And then like you said, yeah, you can, you can trim things off, uh, if you want to, to accomplish their goal. Um, you know, it obviously takes a bit of that pressure off now because it's this pre-established thing that you're working with and there's less stress about money and, and, and deliverables and stuff. It's just carved out. It is what it is. The negative though, and I have been using packages uh, for the last year now and and it has been nice for those reasons. But the one thing that's been interesting is I have had a couple of clients be like, Oh, I didn't go to you for this because I figured you just wouldn't do it. And I'm like, Oh, why? It's like, Oh, because your Mm. packages are so like they're, they're a bit like, specific or like there you know mm-hmm. I, I just i don't know it didn't seem like it was in within the realm of like how you operate and i was like that is such a weird thing to get and so now i've got to take that feedback go back and try to like modify these packages and i think that's one thing that's another negative is that i feel like it's you're constantly going to be adjusting the packages because you're going to be getting new clients with different expectations with different needs mm-hmm. that are constantly going to change that and you're trying to adapt for the market but then you don't really know and re- recognize what that, what but that having, looks like yeah, anymore. At the end of the day, though, having a reference point, like having something is good. established. Yeah. yeah, even if it is yeah. like so I think app, it's just like yeah, bringing it back hourly. a bit, stripping it back a bit, yeah. having it be more high level, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, even an hourly is good, but something that is on paper, you know, that's official, like I charge this an hour, you know, I have these packages, whatever, um, can give yeah. you some confidence going into a, uh, a call with a customer. Uh, also, you know, like we said earlier, researching the customer, that's definitely going to help you. Yeah. Um, working within a target industry is another huge thing. Like uh, a lot of the work that I do is in, within real estate, and now I'm getting more into doing like liquor brands and stuff, but that's all shit that I understand, right? Like I get real estate, I understand how I talk to realtors. I know like how the commission structure, I understand their business. I know how the commission structure works. I know like how they get clients, how they make money, how they make sales, right? Uh, things like that. Um, and this, similarly, I used to uh, bartend and uh, did yeah. some mixology stuff um, mm-hmm. back in the day. So I can like talk to, uh, to that industry as well, right? Like I think that that's something that really helps you get your mindset right. And th- yeah, viewing it as like a relationship thing and not purely a sales thing as well, I think helps a lot. Like view it as like, I'm going to call this person and try to make a friend. I'm going to call this person and try to, you know, find some common ground, ask them what type of dog they have. Hey, I got a dog. Boom. You know, now you're, now you're in, now you're good. Um, yeah, not obsessing about, uh, so much about like the money and stuff like that and realizing that the, the relationship and, uh, and whatnot is going to kind of come first and kind of focusing on that, I think is, is what helps me a lot. Right. And I usually mm-hmm. do a lot of like ice breaking, like, uh, you guys probably get the sense of this already. I do a lot of like ice breaking, stupid jokes. I'll like make a stupid risk and make a stupid joke. And then, you know, if the person laughs at it, that's great. If they don't, at least like the ice is broken. And at least like, I, I feel, I, I actually feel it's funny. I feel more comfortable if like I make a stupid joke and it doesn't land than I do like not making a joke. Cause at least I'm like, okay, I'm trying here. So maybe Maybe it's a you thing. Yeah, I'm trying to open things up here, you know, so we're not so uh, so we're not so nervous and we're not uh, staring at each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, those are just uh, a, f- a few things like really learning to enjoy that that process. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You bring up an interesting point as well. Like 
I think a big part of negotiating is wanting to be there to begin with. And also, totally, dude. and also like, like knowing what it means to be there. And, yep. and like you said, like knowing the industry and, and like in a lot of ways, like loving what that industry is as well. Like it, it just takes that edge off. Like if you don't want to be there, like, um, some, there's some like lines of like of work within photography that some people are really passionate about that other people just can't stand. Right. Wedding photography and video is like, it's, I know it's lucrative. I know there's so much money there. I can't stand it. I can't do it. I'm, you know, it, that's just, it's something for me. And, and, and so at the point, it gets to a point as well where it's like my deliverable is not going to reflect, is not going to be what they want as well. I'm not going to be able mm. to put my best into that work. You need to kind of like identify like your markets that way. Right. But that goes into like negotiating as well. Like if you don't want to, if you're not sure like that you even want to be there, you can put you in a weird headspace and, and you know, you're, there's like that pressure and how yeah, that can loom over you as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a question for you guys. One last question from my end, mm-hmm. negotiating on control of the images. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Oh. So, so like <laughs> yeah, control exactly. over like the raws control over like edits after receiving images. That's something that's been on my mind recently. And I'd love to, to get your opinions on it. You can go first, Chris. Let me, let me noodle on that I mean, one. Yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of a hard one. And also, you don't want to give away uh, too much and talk too much shop. I, I, for me, contracts, dude. Contracts is yeah. like, solves a lot of that, right? It, you just uh, you put it in the contract, that, and hopefully they read the contract. And uh, it, it is very, very normal, especially on the photography side, for like understanding your rights as an artist. It's very, very normal for the photographer to keep ownership rights of photos and to basically license out the use. Um, so oftentimes I will put that in my contracts. Uh, this is getting kind of detailed, um, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? You don't have to go into into, into yeah. deep detail. Um, yeah, but also, you know, um, like explaining that that is the normal thing within the industry, right? Like that... Uh, even if, okay, even if I am going to sign away ownership of that stuff, like that's fine. They're going to pay me if it's like a big client, you know, uh, Dodge or something. I'll be like, yeah, sure. You guys own that stuff. Once I shot it, it's your trucks at the end of the day. Right. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, like having them understand that that's like the normal thing in the industry. Right. Yeah. I've actually literally used the analogy before where it's like, okay, if you hired and yeah, okay. It is talking a little bit, uh, too too much about my own my own talent and my own place um Mm -hmm. but i was i literally said like if you hired quentin tarantino to shoot you a movie like would you ask him for the raw files so that you could edit them yeah 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 right you (laughs) You would like you hired me to do like you know what i do Uh, it's there you can go look at it i shot that stuff right and like to hire me and then say oh you know and i've i've had that i've had that battle before um and yeah the putting it in the friggin' contracts and just like explaining that as you know like what we what we talked about here earlier yeah a lot of that stuff like those those best practices i think are going to help you um explaining yourself doing your due diligence uh contracts exist for a reason right so you know and it, it is something that comes up typically later on like around the deliverables stage when it's like okay so these are great thank you but can i get the raws right and, it, and it, i think that that understanding needs to be there from the client that like i outlined what the deliverables were at the beginning yeah i said you were gonna get my edited photos yeah you're getting like JPEGs. you've paid for me to come there and 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 my you paid for me for me to bring my professional services there and document for a, this period of time that is a payment there right you've paid for my skill set now you have to pay for the deliverables and this is what i've outlined that means and if you want more than that then we can talk about it like or or maybe we don't because i also want control over how my work translates like oh, oh, oh the edit the the post of that work too right so, and chris chris yeah. sorry uh over to you i want to get your perspective on this as well yeah well it's, it's kind of echoing what jared said right and this is why i mentioned like the whole boundaries thing right and for photographers and, and videographers too, like a lot of us know that's the normal conversation to have. So because of mm-hmm. that, you should be prepared for that conversation. So like for me now, I charge my, my Ross, right? It's no longer a sense of like, okay, well, I'm gonna take all these. And then the Ross, like I used to give the Ross out. But then I realized, oh, a lot of times, like I said, especially now, like there's one guy I reached out um, and I told okay, 
it comes with this. Here's the edits, and then I uh, charge for raws. Like, oh, well, I'm looking for photographer who doesn't charge for raws. I just want those. I don't want edits. I want to do it myself. And that's starting to become <laughs> normal now. People don't want tough that's edits. True. They want their own brand to it. But also, yeah. editing costs money, so it's also budget friendly. Um, so like, okay, that's great. I will sell you the raw catalog for this much, and then he just stopped replying. Yeah. Um, oh man. But a lot the of these time, kids normalize it, though. A lot yeah. of these kids normalize yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing where it's, it's a matter of like, like I know some people like, I don't care. I don't give out the raws. If yeah. you want to hire me, this is the work I produce. And that's what you get. Because um, when you let other people edit yourself, everyone has their opinions on it, right? It's like, I will take the shot and then you're going to edit it and you're going to screenshot the photo and then you're going to put a yeah. filter over it. And then you're going <laughs> to blow out the highlights and you can look bad. Well, then you're going to show everyone, right? And you're going like, to put at, at Chris. At Kate Diggles, right? <laughs> and so my opinion on that is fluctuated because there are times where I'm like, people tend to know what they like about themselves, right? And they're okay with that. And if they tag you in and show all their friends, you it might not look good, but once that person goes to your page, you're like, oh, okay, clearly there was a disconnect somewhere around here, but this guy clearly is professional, right? He knows what he's doing. Right. Um, if they get so to your marketing. page, though. Yeah, if they, they get to your page. page. Right. And so it's just marketing. But at the same time, it's like Gary Vee, like who judges quality? And so there's that. And so, but I said, like sometimes people don't want to, they don't want to pay a couple hundred bucks for four photos. They need, they want a bunch of photos that can use throughout the year. Okay. Well, that's, that's your raws come in. Right. And I'll save the yeah. raw catalog. And if you want edits on top of that, I'll sell you. I'll, then you can edit. So tell me which ones you want. I'll edit those. Otherwise, you can do it yourself. But I'm going to charge for that either way because it's still the digital file. Yeah, right. That sure, I man. took. Yeah, another uh, another big lesson too, and I'm I'm glad that you brought this point up because it was something that I wanted to get to. Uh, we pretty much got to everything, and we've been recording for like an hour, so that's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> being able to, uh, and you know, Michael and I have done an entire episode on this uh, about taking L's, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. when that, you know, there's certain things like when I shoot, I want to edit. You know, there's certain things I like to get a certain price. There's things where I'm flexible on and I'll even throw in something. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to change the price, but I'll, but I'll throw in this. Right. But if for mm-hmm. those deal breaker things, when that client is like, oh, you know what? This is your rate. Like I actually had this recently where this, I gave them the rate and they were like, cool, we're willing to pay half that. I was like to be able to walk away from that and just feel nothing like to never think about it again. That is the skill, like to yeah. be able to just you know, okay, guess what? Like, because you know what, at the end of the day, like you're not going to be able to, you might say yes to that and then be like, oh great, I'm going to still make money or whatever, right? But you're not going to be delivering like your best stuff and you're not going to care about that the same way that you care about something where you're getting paid your full rate, right? So it's Mm -hmm. at the end, I I think what I want to drive home on that point is it's like doing stuff like that, like taking, you know, less than you believe you're worth, uh, it does, it's not in your interest and it's not in the client's interest at the end of the day, yeah. right? So, It's funny though, like Jared, like you and me, we had a conversation earlier this week um, about this actually. Like I, I had a situation where um, a client wanted me to come down for basically nothing and, and it was like a two-person, uh, a three-person three gig um, and, you know, it just, it just didn't make sense. Uh, it didn't make sense. And, um, yeah, you gotta like learn where that compromise is, I guess. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know, like Chris, like what's, what's your experience kind of been like, um, kind of like starting up and, and becoming like a a photographer and kind of battling with those expectations. Um, well, so again, like there's a point of like, know your pricing, right? Cause yeah. So know your pricing and why it's that price. Like I know, like I lease like quick sidebar, like I always want to at least one shoot should at least cover my bills for the month in terms of photography, right? So one shoot should at least cover my Squarespace, my Lightroom, my yeah. Photoshop, my Premiere. Cause that's, I need to touch all that to maybe not Premiere for photos, right? But I need to touch all that for what I do. So I'd rather you not have them because of what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I can't edit without the software. So hence my price is going to, the lowest I go, it's going to be this no matter what. And sometimes that's not, that's too high for some people. I'm like, okay, well, if you want to do cheaper, then again, hear the trade-offs. But generally, that means like not what you want, so that it doesn't work. Um, but you have to be okay with saying no to that because a lot of times, what I find is, no matter if someone's paying you fifty bucks or five thousand dollars, there's still a creative service client in that 
They're going to want revisions. They're going to want more stuff. They're going to complain. They're going to say, oh, I want to review it myself, yeah. but I'm too busy to review it, so it's going to take three <laughs> months, and I'm not going to pay you until the edge are done. Like, you just have to go through that hurdle, you know? So it's like, I'm about to Bro. discount like crazy, but you're, still you're, get the same client. You're talking stuff totally foreign to us. We've never never experienced No, that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah people uh, are... Yeah. people, And, like, you know, right, when, especially when someone's, like... Like I, I said something before, it's like, um, there's a difference between someone trying to work with you and they just have to work within their box or someone's just trying to take advantage of you, right? And a lot of times if someone's trying to get a discount, but they're being like, like, you know, it's not a good client when you tell them this is my price and they get mad at you, right? That's, that's, <laughs> that should not, they should be okay. That be thank you buy, like, it doesn't work. Where they're like, what? No, I'm not paying for that. It's like, okay. So you sound like you've been, I offended you. I didn't mean to do that somehow, but if I do work with you, like, well, I can't work with you. You need to do this. And it's like, this is already getting into an uncomfortable yeah. conversation. We're not even dating yet. I don't think this is going to work out, you know? And yeah, so, you're, already, you're already arguing about how many kids they want to have. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Like, yeah, it's yeah. getting a little too extreme. Um, yeah, anyway, so speaking of things that are getting extreme, this podcast is over an hour long, so I think we better uh, wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome, it's man. It's been honestly. good, man. Chris, yeah. seriously, man, this has been really cool. Um, I was actually uh, a little bit worried that we wouldn't be able to stretch, uh, you know, negotiation into an hour-long podcast, and we could keep going. We could make this, yeah, we could uh, going. <laughs> make it even longer. Um, yeah. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to sum it up here and. You guys uh, maybe throw in if I if I mixed any missed anything, but this is kind of um, what I what I've taken here as as we go through. Right, uh, first of all, like getting beyond that purely uh, sales mentality, that purely money based mentality, realizing that what you're really doing is building a relationship uh, and hopefully like a long term relationship that's beneficial for both parties. I think that's kind of uh, an important thing that we've touched on. Uh, it, Building an understanding between those two people, I think, is the is huge. Uh, whether that means like researching the client, uh, understanding everything about, or at least you know to the degree that you can understand about their business, what they actually want, um, and then on the other side, explaining yourself as a photographer, videographer, creative, whatever, um, you know, everything that goes into the process, uh, everything that's involved, so that when the client actually does see that price that they understand where that's coming from. And then uh, the other part is like learning to enjoy it, I think is uh, another big part, like learning to view it as a challenge and something that, you know, you should actually uh, be able to be present in the, and actually enjoy the experience. Is there kind of anything mm -hmm. that I missed there? No, I think that's good. I think to add on to that, it's just a matter again, like know your pricing, whatever that yeah. is and just have it. Uh, don't just throw out numbers just throw out numbers yes. it's not a good place to work from um, stand by it as well yeah and, yeah and being willing to test it out right like you're, if yeah. you're in this long term you're gonna have a lot of people say no and it might yeah. not even be because you're pricing yeah. but it might be because you're pricing and so you just have to keep working through it and testing okay this people tend to pay me at this price okay i'm gonna bump it up 10 bucks next time yeah. i'm bumping another 10 bucks another 20 bucks until someone says no and then eventually okay let me maybe i could spruce it up a little differently right and you just got to keep optimizing as you as you go yeah yeah and then one more point uh, i just want to make sure that this is brought up because um jared brought this up and it was a really good point um not necessarily this way but in the essence of it a big part of negotiating is being able to say no yeah mm -hmm. um and so yeah that that's a really big thing and being able to walk away from it and yeah and to mm -hmm. chris's point the more you establish you know how how you work with people and in and what the deliverables are um you know, then, then, um, you get a bit more clarity there. Yeah. Also true in the casino, <laughs> you know, you gotta, be, <laughs> you, gotta <walk> away. <laughs> you gotta be able to walk away from that table yeah. when, it's not, when it's not working out for you. <laughs> not that I ever, I don't know. I don't do any gambling, man. We're, we're in, I don't even know where we'd even go to gamble. Michael, Niagara where would we Falls. go? Niagara Falls, I guess, if we needed to Mohawk. gamble or and no, get some, Mohawk. if we need to get some face tattoos and we need to gamble Ooh, yeah. to Niagara Falls, baby. wax museum. Yeah, maybe we'll do a photography meetup. Hey, Chris, come up to to, to Niagara Falls. They're, they're Niagara That'd be pretty Falls. far for you. Yeah. You're in California. <laughs> there are a lot rock. of models, though, that are in, in Canada, okay. in Ontario and everywhere that are like, yeah. oh, I want to work with that type of brand. Okay. Okay, okay. At some Jared. point, I want to plan a trip out there. 
Jared, I think what we might need to do yeah. for work reasons mm. is we go need to, to go to California. Mm. It's unfortunate yeah, yeah, yeah. because, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's California. It's, it's going to be tough, eh? Um, leave yeah. these beautiful white winters. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that might just need to be a work expense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll write that off to uh, the, the photo bros overlords. There aren't any. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, there's no, one, there's no one to pay the bills. Just me and Michael. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, Chris, honestly, dude, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we had a yeah. great conversation here. Um, definitely enlightening to me, man. And, and as you're saying, you know, like, that's, the, I think, the best way to keep growing and, and keep building as a, as a creative is to get those other voices in. And, you know, that's kind of been a big lesson as, as we've recorded this podcast, uh, this episode, but also just the project in general is like, you know, learning from other people and not always thinking that you're Mr. Smart guy. So yeah, dude, thank you for, uh, reaching out and, uh, yeah, thanks for bringing some, uh, I, I, maybe it was wisdom. I don't know. <laughs> some advice at least. Scar tissue. It's all <laughs> scar, scar tissue. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So yeah, this has been uh, the Photography Brothers. Uh, if you want to check out some other content, we have other content that you guys can check out. Uh, let's start with Chris. Chris, uh, where can people find you? Where can they watch your stuff, listen to your stuff, whatever? Where do they get yeah. more? Where do they get more of that sweet Chris? That, uh, let's that do more K Digital. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at uh, K underscore Digitals. You can find me on on YouTube at K Digitals Podcast. Um, K digital is all one word and you can go to my website uh, it's chrisaguilar.com but remember Chris is uh, K-R-I-S yes uh, you will send me that stuff on Instagram I will put it I'll in the description it. of this podcast I appreciate uh, that yeah some other stuff is going to be in the description of this podcast like uh, Michael's content yeah fuse. Like my yeah put content. the fuse video <laughs> the diffuse oh boy okay I'll do the, the diffuse video this week I guess um but uh, yeah, that'd be great. I, I'd say like if you have to pick between my diffuse video or like Chris's podcast, definitely check out his <laughs> podcast. There's a lot more value there. Yeah, uh, it's a great show, and he brings on cool guests. So go go check him out there. I appreciate that. Sweet. So Michael, your plug is just going to be Chris's plug. I like my, I'm plugging Chris. <laughs> going to plug Chris for your plug. I I'm not that selfless. Um, you can check me out on YouTube. Uh, Jared Poirier. I do metal content on there. Uh, the metal nerd. Search Jared Poirier. I just did a video. I took a month off, um, and then I just put upload a video for you guys. For nice. uh, it has nothing to do with the holidays. It's about stoner metal, but I guess it's your holiday video. I don't know. This this was this is our holiday episode of the podcast. So uh, I don't know. Jingle bells. Um, <laughs> there is nothing Christmas related in not any at all. of our Zoom frames. Not like, even n- not nothing. Even. Nope. <laughs> I've got like a I got a skull. Oh no! Hang on! Hang on! Wait! I got Yoda. I got Yoda in a snow globe. 